Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. It's uh, Saturday, February 26th at 2.41 p.m. Purdue has just uh, lost a critical game when you look at a lot of things. I, as you guys have heard me over and over talk about the NCAA tournament seeding, I think this loss to Michigan State uh, is especially critical. Uh, they lose 68-65, to another close loss to a good team, uh, a team that was ice cold coming in, a team that had just gotten beat by 26 points. Um, Purdue, well-rested, no excuses this time. Uh, but uh, looked to me like there are only a couple guys that are really interested in playing, uh, playing with the effort that was needed that Michigan State put forward. Michigan State uh, was dialed in. Tom Izzo was dialed in. Um, uh, the officiating sucked, but it isn't the reason Purdue lost. Purdue lost because Michigan State punched him in the mouth over and over, and Purdue didn't have an answer. Purdue falls to 24-5 and on the season, 13-5 and in conference. Uh, they still kind of control their own destiny. If you care about the Big Ten regular season title, uh, they, could still, they could still win the regular season title. I think they'd be co-champs with Wisconsin if they beat Wisconsin and IU. Um, I, this is it. Just frustrates the heck out of me. Um, this game, uh, Gillis fouled out. Uh, had seven rebounds. Had a couple. His last two foul, fouls were ridiculously bad. Um, that's not the reason they lost. Um, Edie had an amazing game. Twenty five points. Not too many. Uh, not too much action on the glass though. Twenty five points only. Uh, two boards and uh, a couple blocks. Uh, had a couple turnovers. Three turnovers. Uh, Ivy had 16 points. I had uh, five turnovers. Uh, felt like he had about seven to me, the way he played. He made a ton of bad decisions. He'd leave his feet, not have any idea where the ball was going. Um, he got fouled a lot in the first half and it wasn't called. They were really in the when they were on DJ Carson's baseline. Uh, Carson's baseline. Um, they were letting Michigan State just absolutely body Purdue. And it continued most of the game. Like, there were hook and holds multiple times that they didn't even review on Michigan State. Again, this isn't why Purdue lost. Purdue lost because they shot 11% from three-point. They lost because their All-American was kind of a no-show for big chunks of the game. They lost because they couldn't get a defensive stop when they needed it. They lost because um, they turned over the ball a ton. 17 turnovers. Michigan State had 10. Um... And those turnovers led directly to points most of the time. Michigan State would get out on the run. Purdue wouldn't stop them at all. Um, Purdue shot free throws pretty well, 73.7%. Uh, uh, they got to the line a lot, uh, well, decent amount, 19, 19 times, enough that um, it should be right there. But it's just disappointing to me to see all these, um, the talk of rest being so important and Purdue being motivated, and we see the same problems that kind of rear their head with this team over and over, and that is the wake-up bells don't wake them up, right? To, to look at the fact that Illinois lost this week and you really control your own destiny, and if you win out, you're probably going to be a two-seed or maybe a one, maybe you get an outside at a one if you win a couple games in the Big Ten tournament, which I don't care about. But I care greatly about that seed, and I think that seeding, I think they've dropped to a three. Um, the body of work for Purdue remains strong. 24-5 and five is great, but there are a couple teams that are right there with them that um, I think a, a lot of the committee is going to be pretty impressed with, especially if they play down the stretch like I was hoping Purdue would. The whole time, <clears throat> I've been waiting to see the best version of Purdue, like, 
kind of like what we saw in December, but a better version, an even better version. And I kind of thought this week of rest would lead to that, and it didn't, um, didn't at all. Um, I don't have the the minutes here. It looked to me um, like Painter shortened his bench even more because he didn't play Morton or Thompson all that much. Like, didn't have them on the court all that often. Um, Trey Williams uh, finished with 11 points and four rebounds, had a couple really um, boneheaded plays towards the end. His pass at the end was really bad. Um, he uh, Usually he plays great versus Michigan State. I mean, his whole career he has, but his last game versus Michigan State, unless they play him in the tournament, um, looks like a bit of a thud. Um, Eric Hunter... Uh, Played solid, but nine uh, nine points and uh, three assists, solid, but two turnovers. Again, Sasha Stefanovic, here's a big story. So if you look at the three-point shooting again, Sasha Stefanovic 0 for 3. Michigan State took the three away from Purdue. They've been good on three-point defense all season, but they really took it away from Purdue. They defended almost everything. One key, uh, there are a couple key junctures, I thought, in the game that felt like Purdue could tip the game. Um, there was a... Uh, I think a pass by Ivy out of the lane out to Hunter, who was wide open. No, it was Ivy out of the top of the key to Hunter, wide open in the corner, and Hunter missed the three. He was 0 for, 0 for 1 uh, from three-point range. But that one three really mattered, and that's that's kind of what, today, you had one guy stepping up over and over, and that was Edie. <clears throat> he just played. He played an excellent brand of basketball. He got, it was just getting his arms raked and held down every time he'd come through. And he played macho. He played great. Um, but the sense of urgency from this team that we've all hoped to see at different times, like after losses or right here, I'd say in the home stretch, that's a good time to have some sense of sense of urgency, but I don't see it from this team. So um, <clears throat> we'll see what happens, but they play at Wisconsin uh, next. That is uh, just in a couple days. I think it's three days from now. I'll double check for you. They play at Wisconsin, another 9 p.m. game, on uh, <clears throat> on the 1st of March, and then they finish out at Mackey on the 5th of March. So, uh, <clears throat> let's see. The turnovers are killers. Todd Singer says too many turnovers. He's right. Um, Handle, I, I wish I was in more of a preachy mood, like I was more wound up. Uh, you and I um, traded notes, but, um, yeah, it's uh, – I'm, I'm let down. I mean, like – I sound like a parent here. I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed. Um, I think this team is just squandering. When I say is, they are in the process of squandering a tremendous amount of momentum and talent and absolute fawning by the media. Everybody wants this team to succeed <laughs> except for them, right? That's what it feels like to me. It's like they don't care. They don't see it as that big of a deal. And the body language, if you watch the game, I had people making that comment to me via text and via Twitter that Purdue's body language just said, like, well, okay, guess it's not going to happen today. Um, and I keep saying that, you know, that I don't know whose team this is. I don't know who the leader on the court is. Um, but if you'd say it's Trey Williams, and Trey Williams didn't play great, so that's one leader, and then you'd say it's Ivy, and Ivy – Back to the turnover thing that he's had the problem with. These are pretty big statements. Or if it's Hunter, he had a pretty quiet game. Or if it's Sash, he didn't play well at all, missed three threes. Pick, take your pick whose team it is. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's hard. You can't say – that's the hard thing about this team, right? Um, and often the leadership defines the um, 
personality of team and Purdue's leadership is amorphic and blobby. You don't really know what it is. And that's kind of what the personality of the team is, right? I don't know. I mean, we know the offense is good, but let's look at today's game, right? That's it's not a great offensive output. Um, defense continues to do the same thing it's done all the season. All season. Transition defense absolutely stinks. And when they need a stop, they have a damn hard time coming up with a stop. Um, let's see. Uh, Todd Singer reminds me Gillis did have an open three in the corner. Uh, he did. And Gillis played quiet and Gillis played poorly. He had, he had one foul that was a legit foul where he just came up top of the key, start the second half, and he just absolutely bodied a dude. Like, for no good reason, I was like, dang, man, <laughs> you're already in trouble. Because he had two fouls in the first half. Williams, Edie, and Gillis all had two fouls in the first half, to end the first half. The, the refs did Purdue no favors. I'll keep saying that. But the, I, I just, this effort, this body language, this lack of urgency, just, I don't have much time for that. So, um, let's see. Ben Cotton, good question. What's the earliest NCAA tournament exit for this team that wouldn't surprise you? I don't, I don't have one that wouldn't surprise me. How about that? We've already seen the precedent for the majority of this team, as it stands right now, get knocked out in the round of 64 by a mediocre team or a bad team, however you want to say North Texas was last year. So I wouldn't be surprised by anything at this point. So... That, on top of the malaise that has come into this team's persona over and over and over at different times, and the lack of, I want somebody to freaking get pissed off. Like, I want it. I want to see it. I want somebody to light a fire on their team. And obviously, Matt Painter is even keel. He's always been even keel. Take it or leave it. This is where, you know, guys like, everybody hates to see Fran McCaffrey's head popping off if we're on the other side. Actually, we love it. It's fun. It's hilarious. But somewhere between Fran McCaffrey and Jawan Howard wanting to fight opposing coaches and where Matt Painter sits back and just waits and waits and waits and doesn't seemingly do anything to light the fire, there's a nice place in the middle I'd like to see. But some of that can be done on court too. Seeing, seeing players just get, um, get riled up, uh, I would like to see that. I, I think this team is missing that. So um, I'm looking forward to... I'm not going to say that already. Anyway, uh, so we're at uh, we're at about 10 minutes. Let's see if there's anything else in here. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Christina Kelp says, uh, Kelp Vigiano says, uh, Hunter had glimpses of stepping up to another level in the first half. He did. He did. And he does that, right? He'll show you a little bit. And I think that might be the most frustrating thing about Hunter because he had a very good drive in the second half that was important too um, when it looked like the Purdue was about broken. Um, he had an important drive. And he's great on the drive. He's been great on the drive in the second half of the season. Um, and I think a lot of Purdue fans, myself included, thought maybe he would take that next step. Um, but uh, he he's... He's a similar player as he was as a sophomore right now in the second half. The good version of Eric Hunter is similar to the way he was his sophomore year, which is not a bad player. I just was hoping I'd see him get to the next level. And Purdue honestly needs him to get to the next level greatly, uh, especially right now as they stand. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, frustrated. So it's it's a loss. Um, I'm, I'm not, like I said, not angry. I'm, I'm disappointed. 
Um, yeah, Ben Cotton talks, I'd hope uh, Gillis would have a Kramer-style, uh, like style soon. Not necessarily getting mad, but he would let the team, it would not let the team lose. Yeah, that's a good point, Ben. I think he's the guy right now, if you see kind of someone that has that uh, ability to get a little bit angry, he's the guy that I see that has that. Um, yeah, I, so there, there's there's the team's been incomplete all season, but they've been a great offensive team. So when the offense starts sputtering and going away like it did today, then, again, Purdue is exposed on defense. We really see it. And Painter has talked about this all season, this team's inability to mentally be tough when the shots aren't falling, right? And they had big chunks in the first half where nothing was falling, and you're just kind of watching the game be dictated by the opponent, specifically, um, you know, what Michigan State did, they were motivated today. Izzo was motivated. He was controlling those officials like uh, like puppets, which he's so darn good at. Um, it, we saw pretty much the best version of Michigan State this season in that game. And they played probably, what, five or six games this year where they've really looked good. They looked really good. Um, and Purdue, being an okay version of themselves, almost beat them. That tells you how much potential this team has and how hard it is to watch them do this for me and for you guys that are the diehards in the margins here and who are watching live and watching our recording too. That's a frustration point. Um, let's see, one more thing. Uh, well, I'm just going to call it a day, and I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I appreciate our sponsors, Martin Vintage, Gridiron Metalworks, and AJ's. One more home game left uh, to go visit AJ's during a game. Uh, if, you, if you need a shirt, uh, check out Martin Vintage. They have one right now. I think it's Basketball Fundamentals on the back. It's pretty cool. And Gridiron Metalworks. Uh, if you got a, a spring birthday for somebody or just gift for self, check out uh, Gridiron Metalworks. Enter Boyle at checkout of those, those uh, last two and uh, get 15% off. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, we are almost to the fun of March. We are days away from March. And uh, don't let this Purdue loss do what it's done to me, which makes me not want to watch basketball. <laughs> it's, I hate that feeling because I love this time of year. I love it when the conference tourneys start, and we are so close to that. And that's seriously one of the joys of the year for me. So um, we will um, – yeah, well, Todd, you're welcome. Uh, thanks. Um, thanks for, thanks for saying that. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll, uh, uh, enjoy basketball for what it is. Man, disappointed. So next up, Wisconsin on March 1st at 9 p.m. Again, Big Ten continues to do beat out favors. God bless you. Hammer down. Talk to you soon. See ya.